The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network and ChicagoBears.com. Download the Chicago Bears mobile app for up-to-the-minute Bears content every day. And now, welcome to Bears All Access, your all-access pass into Chicago Bears football. Bears All Access is brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Athletical Physical Therapy and CDW. Well, we know the who and the where, and now we're going to find out the when. The NFL schedule coming out, bottom of the hour, and then uh, nationally on ESPN Television and NFL Network at 7 o'clock, a big three-hour extravaganza. It's the start of the 2020 season when you break it all down on the schedule. And uh, Tom Thayer and Jim Miller my co-host tonight on Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy. Good to have you guys with us, and uh, good to talk the schedule as the NFL, fellas, continues to plow forward with the whole intention of playing an entire full season. Yep, there could be some delays. You never know what's going to happen around the road, but right now, as they have with free agency and the draft, they are keeping everything on schedule. This was a little later than normal, the release of it all, but uh, we're, we're getting reports of what everything is, but the full announcement coming up at the bottom of the hour. We'll talk to General Manager Ryan Pace about it as well. But, Tom, it's funny because uh, it's like uh, Christmas morning when the kids open up the gifts before the parents go down. Everybody tries to unpack the schedule. You, you know, Jeff, when I do see a schedule as an ex-player, there's so many things I look at immediately and it's like I scan the schedule first and I'll go okay I'll pinpoint this topic this topic and this topic and then I'll kind of slow it down and I'll get a relook at divisional you know strategy and stuff like that and then there's other you know plans or things I look at but you know NFL has to have protocol in place they can always reduce it they can't expand it once they put the schedule in place so you know I like it because it does provide hope for people that are just looking for something to look forward to. And it's not saying that it's etched in stone that it'll happen. However, for me, I get a kick out of looking at the schedule because there's so many ideas I have rolling through my head. Yeah, obviously the the bye week is what a lot of players look at, but I'm concerned about Monday night games. Thursday night games, um, as Pat, uh, Tom mentioned, in terms of the uh, uh, the in division schedule, you know when are those going to come? Well, whether it's facing Minnesota, Green Bay, certainly uh, you're going to circle uh, those two dates with the the Green Bay Packers and your division uh, opponents. And again, I, I I'm with Tom. You know, I I'm a, you know I'm optimistic that they'll be able to play football. You know, and that football will be here in the fall. I want it to be here. I know it's going to be interesting how it unfolds in terms of the uh, the COVID-19 testing and the safety of it and all that. But I remain optimistic, and hopefully that will all rectify itself and, and we'll be able to, you know, hopefully uh, be a good distraction. I think uh, people do want it. I, I love that the draft went forward, and I hope that the NFL season does well. But as we all know, it'll probably be by state-by-state state basis and how uh, these governments start to roll out both locally and state you know, statewide and that what teams or what states are going to allow teams to do what. Be a lot of protocol, no doubt about it. Also, coming up here at about 6.08 uh, or so, we're going to be joined by second-round draft choice, Jalen Johnson, the corner out of Utah. I'll be looking forward to talk to him with Tom Thayer and Jim Miller, Jeff Joniak here on Bears All Access. You know, and Jim, there, there's so much uh, about the players' union in this, too. How are they going to react? Right now, everything's uh, – is up to the player well, to, to work out, get ready, and then everybody's in their off-season protocol right now in a virtual virtual sense, classroom work. But, you know, yeah. it'll be interesting to see how all the, the universe treats this if they get the green light. 
Yeah, you know, and it was interesting. I got to talk to to Ted Ginn Jr., obviously the newest Chicago Bear. He came on serious, and he he talked about because you know at that point I believe it was Kareem Jackson made a statement it was like, "Hey, yes. I, I'm not coming back to play unless it's you know it's a hundred percent safe." And I I think everybody knows that everybody wants it to be uh, safe. Now, can they guarantee it's a hundred percent? But yet they're starting to roll out uh, all these things, and you know, and Ted said, "Hey, you know, I I, I want to go to work." You know, and I think some players may choose to to go that route. I don't know, but I think the safety aspect of it will be covered in terms of the testing. And I think uh, the entire NFL, the NFLPA, wants that too. But I think we've all got to be realistic also, you know, with what's going on. It's not just here. This is happening globally. Um, um, so, you know, you're kind of in uncharted territory in how we're going here. And, uh, you know, players, uh, you know, have contracts. And we'll see if the green light is uh, given a given it a go where everybody can show up and hopefully want to play football and uh, you know I think everybody wants to get back to normalcy as fastly as quickly. Now you know Kareem Jackson that's a perfect example Tom when he says he wants yeah. to be a hundred percent. There's no hundred percent that anybody's going to be a void of any type of sickness, let alone this one. So that's not going to be that's not a really a practical statement. No, I, and I don't think that the NFL or the concept of uh, the, of everywhere going that they're just not going to do something independently and hazardous, hazardously. So I think there's going to be the process in place to keep these guys safe, and it doesn't keep them safe. I'm sure they wouldn't do it. Right. There's a lot on the line. The league's going to have the players back and the fans back as well. Coming up, Jalen Johnson, the newest Chicago Bear cornerback out of Utah, joins the program with Top There. I'm Jeff Joniak. Jim Miller on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Welcome back to Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears, providing electricity, natural gas, and home warranty products to over 1 million customers across the country. Learn more about IGS Energy at IGS.com. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, Jim Miller. This is Bears All Access. Pleased to be joined now by the newest Chicago Bear, cornerback Jalen Johnson out of Utah, second-round choice. Jalen, thanks for joining us. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Doing fantastic. Uh, Tom and I call the games on uh, Bears Radio, and Jim works over at NFL uh, Radio on Sirius XM. And so good to have you alongside. You know, just following your uh, path to the NFL, I noticed that it's kind of a, a family business with the cornerback position because dad played it, brother played it also at the college level, and you're going to be playing it now at the NFL level as a high draft pick. Uh I bet you guys uh, know how to talk defensive back play in that household. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. It's something that's fun and has evolved over the years, coming through high school and college, and now just the perspective that I have and that we have, being able to talk and learn about defenses and learn about just how people are trying to attack you and know, how offense is trying to win. I mean, the talks are definitely fun to have, and just I can just enjoy and cherish the talk that we have about ball. Hey, Jalen. You know, you played on a really good college defense last year. I was looking. You guys gave up 81 yards of rushing. 81 yards rushing. They threw on you guys about 31 times a game. Then I look at your stats. You got 34 solos and you got two assists. How does that work out? Because I mean, are are you on an island that you have to prevent? You know, it's a big uh, cornerback prevention, or is that just the way the tackles worked out for you this year? No, I think a lot of it came from being on an island, um, most definitely. And I feel like I always, or not always, but majority of my tackle opportunities that I had were always just me by myself or me in the open field or 
just me and the receivers. So I feel like a lot of time it just came from the position that I was in, um, just being out there by myself. Jalen, Jim Miller here. Welcome to Chicago. I, I guess, how different has it been for you? You know, you, it, it's great to, to get drafted. I know your dream uh, is coming true and it's probably settled in that you're a Chicago Bear, but, you know, virtually getting to know your, your teammates, you know, rather than being in the locker room, you know, talking to guys, talking shop, those type of things uh, that haven't been able to happen just yet after the draft. Um, honestly, it hasn't really um, hit me too much, and we haven't been able to really talk too much in terms of, like, teammates and stuff like that. I just talked to the coaches, but uh, we started rookie minicamp this weekend, um, and I'll definitely start getting more acclimated with some of the other rookies, and then when camp starts as well virtually or when we start meeting as a team and getting acclimated with the other, um, the older DBs as well. So, I mean, um, we haven't really did that too much yet, but that's going to happen upcoming really soon. Jalen Johnson, our guest here on Bears All-Access with Tom Thayer, Jim Miller, Jeff Joniak, the rookie out of Utah, joined the Bears, as he said, this weekend in the rookie minicamp, uh, as, as extraordinary as that is in the current environment. You know, Jalen, uh, I, I noticed that your Twitter handle is at NBAXJ1. I know basketball was a great love of yours, and, and if I'm not mistaken, you nearly gave up football because of basketball at some point. Is that is that the tie-in with the NBA, or you just a, a love-of-the-game guy? <laughs> no, NBA is actually an acronym, um, and it stands for Never Broken. That was just something that I wanted to carry with myself, that I would just provide a better life for myself and my family than I had um in my upbringing, so I mean, that was just something that I keep with myself, but that doesn't correlate really with the the NBA or the basketball NBA. Hey, Jalen, and uh, some of the obstacles you've been able to overcome in a football life, a lot of us have read about your shoulder injuries. How did how did you get through that process without missing any games? Honestly, it just started off with mental toughness first. I mean, for me, it's always about um, seeing the bigger picture and just staying kind of true to what I had set out from a team aspect and from an individual aspect as well. So just being able to play through um, the pain and getting used to being uncomfortable. So, I mean, it was something that I dealt with for a while. So, I mean, it was just always about um, looking forward and just continuing to try to better myself and just keep being better and um, making plays and just trying to provide for my team. The draft process, I mean, what what were things that were brought to your attention of maybe things you need to work on or tips you were given that, you know, you really have taken to heart to say, yeah, I can really elevate my game if I kind of incorporate maybe one of these two things, whether they're techniques, whether it's it's something cerebral and how something is played. But what, what have you learned throughout that process in order to become a better football player? Um, honestly, I feel like the biggest thing I took away was just being – consistent uh, and I mean I feel like that's the hardest thing but that's the most important thing in this game is being more consistent in your technique or being more consistent in communicating be more consistent in um, just all aspects of the game and I feel like for me um, it was it was hard to always be consistent in like my tackling aspect because of my shoulder I mean that was something that I really battled through um, trying to be more consistent in that tackling technique um, so, I mean, it was, I mean, honestly, it's just about being consistent, just in all aspects. But I feel like tackling was one of my biggest obstacles. 
with producer Sean Anderson, Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, Jim Miller, two ex-Chicago Bears with us as Jalen Johnson joins us from Utah, the second-round pick of the Bears as he gets ready for rookie minicamp with the Bears. Uh, I, I love the way you go about your business. You know, I've seen some uh, video of you uh, discussing your value of watching tape and being a, a, game, a game studier because, there, first of all, there's not a lot of kids that come in knowing how to watch tape. They've got to learn how to do it over time. Maybe they didn't get instructed the right way, or maybe no one took them under the wing and said, hey, this is what you look for. But it, it showed up in your play many times, especially making plays on the ball. Would you say as you enter your first year in the National Football League, that already is one of your strengths? Yeah, most definitely. I feel like that was something that I um, focused on developing through my college career, and I was my IQ. Um, not even just on the field, but just in the classroom or on the board and learning and how to watch film, like you mentioned. So, I mean, for me, it was just about how can I figure out um, how I can make my plays before I step on the field and not just trying to react and think about certain things and not be too sure on the field. So, I mean, for me, it was just always about prepping myself to be prepared um, when I got on the field. And I thought that was something that the Utah coaches did really well with me and um, our defense in general, just how to watch film situations, how to learn how to pick up things from the offense and what little things the offenses are trying to do. Um, our coach really installed that into us. I mean, that's definitely something I want to carry into the league and even improve even more um, and looking to learn that from the veterans as well and see also what they like to watch and how they watch film and learn tendencies. Hey, Jalon, you know, when you think about a cornerback coming in the NFL, the best friend is a heavy-duty front seven. When when you think of Akeem Hicks and Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn, you think of the developing Roquan Smith and the experience of Danny Trevathan and, and the other guys up there. It's got to be pretty exciting considering the defense that you came from to the defense front seven that you're going to. Do you study that up front stuff at this time in college, or do you become more familiar with it now that you're a member of the Bears? Um, that was definitely something that we studied and kind of looked at. It wasn't something that we um, made too important, but it was something that I developed. Um, so, I mean, through my years, the defense didn't change for me on the back end. So I like to look at what the linebackers were doing, how the D-line were doing stunts and making certain calls. So that was something that I paid attention to in my later years um, at Utah. So, I mean, just coming into it now, I feel like I'm just going to learn my position first before trying to develop the whole defense or see what everybody else is doing. But, I mean, once I kind of get my responsibilities under my belt, then I can even enhance even more and see, okay, what other people are doing and how they're supposed to do it and how it makes the defense run, being able to understand the whole um, the whole scheme of things. So, I mean, definitely I know who we got great guys up front and that front seven will make my job a lot easier. Um, but, I mean, right now I'm just focused on learning my job. Um, what have you been doing to 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 stay in tip top shape? You know, you mentioned the mini camps just around the corner. I know, uh, you know, you obviously want to come in and and show your wares and when that time comes. But maintaining your health is uh, uh the big thing. What are you doing? Jumping in a jumping rope in the driveway? What do you got going to to stay in tip top shape? <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, I'm just doing drills, doing a lot of rehab and physical therapy um, on my shoulder to make sure that. 100%. So, I mean, it's just little things like that. And even conditioning on my own, whether it's running in front of the house or running a mile around the neighborhood, whatever it may be, just always trying to find um, something to better myself. But, I mean, I find different things each day to try to do. Um, I mean, I can't lift too many weights. So, I mean, I just do a lot of banded exercises and a lot of 
explosion type things and jumping and doing a lot of leg stuff. Um, so, I mean, I'm just doing what I can do right now. Jaylon Johnson, our guest here on Bears All Access. One more from me, and we'll let you go, Jaylon, as you get ready for uh, the rest of your work week. Uh, the rookie out of Utah, you know, many people always look at the SEC, the Big Ten, to almost a lesser extent, but they look at the SEC, and they, those corners are ready to play because they've placed X receiver. These guys are going to the NFL. But the list of characters that you had to deal with last year and throughout your career at Utah, Brandon Ayuk, Michael Pittman, LaVisca Chenault, Isaiah Hodgins, Desmond Patman, who's probably going to be a surprising player for the Colts, uh, Aaron Fuller, all these guys you covered last season. You were the guy that were, was called to duty here, and you, and you really limited these guys. Do you almost take it as a personal, um, not attack so much, but that there, there's more than meets the eye when you go around the, the college landscape and find corners out there because you've got the mental and aggressive and the feisty playmaking ability to step in and really compete for a starting job in year one, given what you faced already, NFL-caliber receivers? I mean, honestly, that, I mean, just being who I am and just being a cornerback, I feel like I always take um, things as I can attack and just things like that. I mean, honestly, I feel like there's, um, I mean, for me, like you said, all the people I covered and the work I was able to do against those guys, I feel like it's just who I am in terms of being able to really cover high-quality receivers and not just being out there going against um, Joe Blow, but actually really going to be able to compete against the best guys. Um, and then I feel like it was something that I took upon myself and owned the role of going and following those guys around and not just seeing, okay, if they're on my side, then okay, then I'll go guard them. But going to go get that matchup and forcing that issue to take that responsibility upon myself. So, I mean, that's just how who I am as a person and just who I was and who I am as a corner. Um, so, I mean, I just like the challenge, and I like being able to live in people for making plays. All right, Jalen, we'll let you go. Uh, good to meet you. We're looking forward to meet you in person one day as we get you set for the 2020 season and keep an eye on that schedule release coming out here at the bottom of the hour, buddy. It's going to get real soon. <laughs> Thanks for yes, joining sir. us. Thank you. Jalen Johnson, who made the greatest quote, I love it. I'm going to do all I can to make teams regret the decision to not pick me in the National Football League draft. Bears did in round two. Coming back with Jim and Tom after this break on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. Welcome back. This segment of Bears All Access is brought to you by CDW. Be able to get it. Learn more at CDW.com. Jeff Joniak, Tom there. Jim Miller with you as we get you set for Ryan Pace at the bottom of the hour as the NFL schedule release will become official at that point. A lot leaked already throughout the uh, the world of Twitterverse and whatnot. Jim Miller, and I'm sure you broke it all down on NFL radio today on SiriusXM. Uh, I know the, the, the rumor is uh, Detroit will be the Bears' first opponent on the road in, in your neck of the woods up there in Michigan, and uh, the season would end at home against Green Bay. But a lot in between, some primetime games, all reported, of course, but we'll find out here shortly. Yeah, and, well, you know, I think those division games are important, especially when you kick off your season against a division opponent. Again, we say it all the time. You win your division, you're, you know, you're probably going to get a playoff spot. You are going to get a playoff spot. So focus on that. And it starts week one. It'll be on the road to Detroit. There'll be a much different-looking uh, team, obviously, with Stafford finally uh, healthy from that standpoint. And they got a lot of new players defensively. You know, a lot of players shipped out the door. 
They've got new players coming in. Snacks Harrison no longer there as a run stuffer, but they brought in Danny Shelton uh, from the New England Patriots. Guys like Jamie Collins, athletic linebackers, they've upgraded their uh, secondary, in my opinion. Granted, they may have lost big play Slay. I don't know how many big plays they made because they were 28th in the NFL. I think they're better with Desmond Trufant in drafting Jeff Okuda. Uh, so certainly the the Bears will be challenged that, that first week of the season with what they'll be facing in division. You know, it's weird because you, you think ahead, and the first thing I think when I look at the stadiums, especially an emotional opening game like every team faces, you think of Detroit and kind of, you know, having Matt Patricia on this lifeline, it's succeed or else kind of, he's, so he's on the hot seat from week one. One thing about Detroit when they play the Bears in the last five or six years, they've had a nice supportive Detroit crowd there that makes it difficult to go in there and play with proper uh, in proper sync at the early part of the season. And I don't know what the noise situation is going to be in that stadium. And I think at one opportunity to get Detroit at the perfect time with an aggressive defense like the Bears have and what they can go doing early in the regular season, if they do have that more physical approach to running a game, running game there's nothing that goes into an early season victory on the road than a solid running game. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky has done last three starts against Detroit, almost 900 yards, nine touchdown throws against the Lions, all wins by the Bears. Uh, real quick before we, we take a break here in about a minute or so, minute and a half, uh, did you guys read the Jim Harbaugh uh, open letter to football people is how it was uh, basically worded about uh, making college players um, allowed to enter the NFL draft, and if they're not selected in the first seven rounds, all, all seven rounds of the draft, they can go back to college without penalty. And, and that would go for a freshman or a senior. Uh, what are your thoughts on that idea? There's more to it than that. It's a long document. Yeah, and I, I, well, I think if a player did do it currently and if they took it to court, I think a player would win. Say if he didn't sign with an agent uh, out there, just kept his amateur status, meaning, hey, I'm going to – declare for the draft and let's say I don't get drafted I haven't signed with an agent and then if, if you didn't get drafted and if a player wanted to go back to college I think a player would win that lawsuit in court because he has never uh, disrupted his amateur status and that's what J- uh, Jim Harbaugh uh, penned in that letter as well as long as they don't sign with an agent see because a lot of these players right now they're already being evaluated by the NFLPA and NFL right that's why they give them these draft grades to d- allow the kid to determine whether he should even come out or not and declare uh, for the NFL draft. Um, so it's already out there. It's already been happening. But I think if if a kid doesn't sign with an agent, I totally agree with that, that he's not receiving compensation, he's not getting money, that if he doesn't like where his draft uh, slot is or if he goes undrafted, yeah, I think he should be given that option uh, to return to college football because his amateur status was never disrupted by signing with an agent. I think you should get evaluated. If you want to go as an underclassman, I think there should be an uh, underclassman protocol to evaluation to see if you're even ready. Because throughout my time in the last 40 years, there's probably four or five guys maybe you can think of off the top of your head that could go from high school to pros. Exactly. So it's not like it's going to be an overabundance of guys. Exactly. That's Tom Thayer, Jim Miller. I'm Jeff Joniak. Coming up next, Bears general manager Ryan Pace to break down the schedule release for 2020 for the Bears. It's all coming up next here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score.
Tide is offering free laundry services to the families of Chicagoland frontline responders until May 9th. Visit hope.tidecleaners.com to find a location near you. Jeff Joniak, Jim Miller, and Tom Thayer. This is Bears All Access with producer Sean Anderson on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Pleased to be joined by the general manager of the Chicago Bears, Ryan Pace. Good evening, Ryan. How are you doing? I'm good, Jeff. How are you? Good, good. And you got the, the 2020 schedule in hand. Now official, the team's getting announced. Uh, the schedule leaked uh, parts of it all day throughout the National Football League. That's kind, of, that's kind of become a season into itself on the day of the schedule release to try and guess what's going to happen, uh, people using their resources to do it. But we do know this. Uh, on to September 13th, hit the road to take on the Detroit Lions to start the NFL season. As you take a look at it, what are your initial thoughts? Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it right now, Jeff, as we're talking. I think, you know, you said it right off. We start off division opponent on the road in Detroit. You know, that's always a tough game. And then I see we've got, what, four national games, which is great. Then there's that stretch really at the end of the year where five out of the final seven games are NFC North opponents. And, you know, I think our bye comes at a good time. Week 11, that's a good time for a bye. So, yeah, I like it. You know, Ryan, this Tom Fair, thanks for coming on with us. And I, I'm kind of like you, Ryan, is when I look at a schedule as a player or broadcaster, I kind of gravitate towards what you just talked about. I like the late season by the thing was from November, November 16th on, you could have five cold weather games possibly and a couple of them against divisional opponents. And then the Rams Monday night game, a long trip, get home Tuesday morning, and then you got the Saints next week. So those are what my eye gravitates towards. Seems like it's the same thing for you. Of you got things you look for and then dissect it from there. Yeah, I think you're always looking. And Tom, you know, every year the league changes so much, so it's hard to predict. You know where these teams are going to be at at different stages, but you know every year is challenging. I do like the late buy. You know, I know we have a tough stretch right there with a bunch of division opponents at the end. You know, naturally, I kind of look for those warm-weather teams coming to, you know, Soldier Field late in the year when it's cold. I think that's a good thing. But overall, you know, it's, I think it, it all pieces together really well this year. Hey, Ryan, Jim Miller here. Thanks for joining us today. And as you mentioned, every year it's its own entity. You know, we can say Detroit, yeah, it's a team we know they're in division. They've got a lot of different moving parts now. Drafting Jeff Okuda, they bring in, obviously, the the other corner uh, from uh, the Atlanta Falcons. And then even later in the in the in the schedule, when you look at Indy, they're a different club with Phillip Rivers. Tampa Bay with Tom Brady there. And, I mean, how much of a deep dive do you do and does the staff do already as you see the schedule come out and you see what you'll be facing this year? 100%, Jim. It's, it could, you said it's different every year. Detroit, you know, they had a really good draft. I know they've made some changes on defense as well, just schematically. And look, the Giants are a new staff. You know, the Colts with a new quarterback. Tampa with a new quarterback. Carolina's a new staff. So there's change in our league every year. So it's unpredictable how some of these teams are going to be. I think that's where our advanced scouts come into play. They're already doing work on our opponents. So, you know, it all goes hand-in-hand with our coaching staff. But, yeah, there's a lot of unknowns going into the, into the season, but I think that's what makes it exciting too. Bears general manager Ryan Pace joining us. Jeff Joniak along with Tom Thayer and Jim Miller here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 Score. This is Bears All Access at Detroit, home against the Giants September 20th. At Atlanta in week three, home to Indy in week four. And then a gentleman by the name of Tom Brady brings in his Tampa Bay Buccaneers on a Thursday night. That's the first of the four primetime matchups, Ryan. And, you know, from a fan perspective, you know, got a chance to, 
you know, you, you, you get a chance to see some of the great ones and you, you, you want to be at that game. It's that. It's Drew Brees coming to Soldier Field. You look at the big-name quarterbacks that are coming to Soldier Field, and, and in your case, having been with Drew Brees in New Orleans, you never know when the last game is going to be in Chicago for a guy like that. For sure. you got so much respect for all these quarterbacks, and especially those guys where they're at at this stage in their career. So it's, it's an honor and a respect to play against them. And But, hey, that's where we load up on defense and get after it. So, um, you know, I'm excited about our defense in 2020 and especially our pass rush, and, and we'll need it against those good quarterbacks. Yeah, that's going to be interesting because of the quarterbacks in the division. But they got to be saying the same thing about you guys, Ryan. Look at the front seven you're facing. And it's going to be fun to see it, you know, get off to that kickstart against Detroit and then going, you know, coming home for the for the Giants. Because last year's offseason was almost a distraction because of the events were going on. So it seems like the focus getting ready for Detroit, I, I think things, well, there would be a lot more to focus on outside the pandemic itself, but just the schedule that's in place. Yeah, I agree, Tom. And I think, too, just year two in Chuck Pagano's defense, there's a lot more familiarity with our guys and, you know, some new phases on defense. You talk about Robert Quinn and, you know, things we've done on defense with Deshaun Gibson and Artie Burns and Jalen Johnson. And so there's some new faces, but I think uh, continuity with the rest of the guys in year two in Pagano's scheme is really going to pay dividends. Well, the challenge here, we just talked to Jalen Johnson, the talented corner uh, the the Bears selected. And the challenge for that standpoint, to have young players come in and be contributors, you know, and every team has them, you know, and that normally, you know, you look at that, say, that Giants team, Dave Gettleman picked uh, three starters uh, in, in that draft last year. But to be contributors, just the challenge of that with everything currently going on uh, in the United States with, with what we're dealing with. For sure, Jim. And I think that's where you, you know, when we're selecting these guys and we talk about their character, their football character, their football intelligence, all those things are higher in our priority list. And every one of these draft picks has that. And then you couple that with our coaching staff. And right now, just, just witnessing these virtual off-season program we're going through, and it's really what Matt and his coaching staff are doing, just being creative, keeping it fun, keeping it engaging, you know, the full participation with all our players. So I think it's a credit to our coaches, and then us bringing in the right kind of players uh, that even in these unprecedented circumstances can really learn and and adapt to to what they're going to face. Ryan Pace, general manager of the Bears, our guest with Tom Thayer and Jim Miller. I'm Jeff Joniak. When you put together your roster, you're looking at the present but also the future. So do you look at – because you knew who the schedule – player teams are going to be you just don't know when you're going to play these folks and whatnot and you can even look ahead down the road do you do you try to build your roster in a way that also battles the division and then your broader schedule in years to come and in the year of 2020 or is that am i way off base on that you know yeah jeff i think i think there's some truth to that i mean you know it starts with winning your division so we know what we're facing we know there's a lot of good quarterback play in our division uh, we know the type of conditions we're going to be playing in late in the year. So, yeah, I think there is some truth to that. But it's a little bit of both. I mean, for us, you know, we know positions are priority for us. Um, we know where we need to increase depth, where we need to increase competition. And, and really, when I look at, you know, our team right now and, and what we've done as a personnel department, and that, that's our job, you know, to supply our locker room and our coaching staff with competition throughout. So I think, you know, you look, you know, you start with quarterback and, corner and tight end and safety and outside linebacker we've added a lot to all those positions and i think we're going to feel it this year 
Hey, Ryan, you know, kind of a weird set of circumstances. You got to, you know, you learn about different departments that we are never introduced to in the past. When you just talk about the IT department alone and the support that they've given you throughout this entire process of the offseason, you know, we, we, you know you, they're, they're such an important part of the organization, but you kind of realize their importance when they're fed a scenario like they have been this year. Tom, it, it's been amazing. I can't say enough about it. You know, it, it's it's hard to name, you know, all of them because they, they've all been outstanding. And for me, those have been the real, you know, within our organization, those have been the heroes behind the scenes because they never get any credit. You know, they work around the clock. You know, you talk about our IT department, Justin Stahl and, and Mike Santarelli and the videos, Dave Henderson and, and Dan Tui and, and just the work that they've done, Brad Goldsberry, um, just making us coaches and scouts, it's been seamless. So, when we're at home right now, and this is this is all of our scouts and all of our coaches, it feels like we're at house. The access to video, the access to our scouting database, um, our communication, Zoom meetings, Skype meetings, it's, it's been easy. And you're talking about, you know, coaches and scouts, you know, all different ages, so all, all, di- all different challenges. And, and I really mean this. I think when we go forward, there's a lot of things that we're going to be more efficient at because of what we've learned from this experience. Well, you said it right. Hopefully you are at Hallis Hall for a training camp and getting some good work done, uh, Ryan. But th- the challenge is in that, working with the, the league office, you know, working with local municipalities, working with state municipalities, because it, it just seems like how everything is unfolding, it's going to be state by state and what's allowed uh, by the, the state and, and local governments. And how, how, how challenging has that been? You know, I understand, like you said, you guys have been creative and adapted, and it sounds like everybody else in the NFL it, it has been a lot of intuition uh, that has unfolded by a lot of clubs including the Chicago Bears but the challenges of that because it, it seems like everything's changing day by day hour by hour with some of the things that are being reported right yeah it's very fluid Jim I think that's where I think George and Ted have provided great communication and leadership throughout you know our team just from the league le- the league level to our team that's been outstanding and I you know the, the good teams uh any business, any any sports team, you know, they adjust and adapt to any any situation, and that's where I'm really proud of our organization. How quickly we've done that, and hey, this this is the situation. Every team's dealing with it. How do we adapt quicker and better? And I feel like we're doing that. And obviously, health and safety come first. That's all that matters. That'll be our guidelines. Um, for me, it's it's been a it's been a little odd this this week because really for the past month and a half, you've had your head down and blinders on, and you're focused on the draft and you kind of come up for air this week and you kind of take it all in. But I think we'll, we'll keep on following the leadership that George and Ted are providing. And, and again, health and safety first, and then we'll go from there. Ryan Pace, our guest, a couple more questions real quick. Ryan, as we switch gears a little bit, um, the fifth year option for first round picks a few years ago, obviously a big topic of conversation uh, involving Mitch Trubisky. What was your thought process in not picking it up? Yeah, Jeff, I think, you know, look, every team in the NFL, there's dates, you know, you got to make decisions by, and you know, internally when this happens, we make those decisions, and we've always had the approach where we're honest and we're truthful uh, with our players and with our staff, and look, then we move on and and we get to work, and that's where it's at. And Mitch gets it, and everyone's competing, everyone's focusing on better results. Um, that's the entire team. That you know starts with me and everybody, and I think you know we believe in Mitch. Uh, that doesn't change. You know, Jeff, I think you can point to Kyle Fuller as a great example of a player. You know, they didn't get his option exercise, and I think we would say it's worked out well for him and for us. So, honestly, we feel like we've increased competition throughout our roster, and 
again, that's our responsibility as a personnel department. Hey, Ryan, thank you for going up to Notre Dame. It's nice to see Cole commit. Hey, with that, was that your desire with that pick to get a young player that can contribute immediately but really his upside is ahead of him where he can grow and develop and still contribute on game day? Tom, I knew you liked that pick when you made that pick outside of you, man. He's, uh, <laughs> yes. yeah, he's, you know, he's, he's the real deal. And it's not, it's not just, okay, you talk about his upside. So, you know, he's still, he's still young when, when you look at his football background and he's such a well-rounded player. So, yeah, you know, as a blocker and as a receiver, but, uh, he's a huge target. He's got great hands. There's tremendous upside as a blocker. He plays the game the right way. Um, you know, right away, his work ethic, his football intelligence, how passionate is he as he is about the game, it's awesome. We've heard outstanding things about him, and already, just in the short time of, of these guys getting acclimated in, you can feel it with him. So we're excited to have him, and he's a huge addition for our offense. Ryan Pace, Bears general manager, thank you for joining us tonight, and uh, good luck with the rest of the offseason program. Rookie minicamp coming up this weekend. Thanks, guys. Good to catch up. Ryan Pace will continue the conversation with Jim and Tom after this on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Back with you on Bears All Access. In response to recent world events, Hyundai is taking steps to protect you and your family. Hyundai Assurance is back. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Jeff Joniak along with Tom Thayer. Jim Miller, schedule is out. Let's go through it again in more detail, fellas, as we look at the opener at Detroit, the home against the Giants on the 20th. You're at Atlanta Home against Indy. Let's take it uh, quarter by quarter. How about that? And get your quick thoughts on it. So you got the first block of the season again. We don't know if this is actually going to happen this way. Got to wait and see. But as you look at the first month of the season and the way the Bears are built, Tom and Jim, how would you address the first month of the season? I, I like it real quick, Jim. I like the fact that they're going into Detroit. I don't, I don't think Detroit will be ready. Again, I, Matt Patricia's already on the hot seat. Then you come home for the New York Giants. It's nice to have one underneath your belt to see if you can improve from week one to week two. Atlanta, you know, we haven't been to that stadium yet. Don't know what that home crowd support is going to be like or even if there will be a crowd in the building. Because to me, Jeff, I think crowd noise is the most destructive opponent that you face in these loud indoor and some of the outdoor stadiums like Seattle. So I, I don't I don't think Bears are a huge underdog if you know there is no crowd noise. But that's the same thing when teams come here to Chicago if there's no noise in place. Yeah, to to me, to Detroit, they've got a lot of new faces to me it's going to take them a little bit to gel as a, as a football team uh would be my be my take especially on the defensive side of the ball giants are a very young team uh so they're not scared they just don't know so with the giants comes a lot of inexperience and i would say that too on the defensive side of the ball and a young ascending quarterback in daniel jones they have improved their offensive line they'll be more difficult but that's a new head coach again they're going to have to gel there's a lot of things that need to come together uh there with jason garrett now as their offensive coordinator atlanta Atlanta's a tough football team. Everybody's counting them out in the NFC South, obviously with uh, what New Orleans has done and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have done. People forget Atlanta started slow last year. They finished on a tear. That team got the wins done. They adjusted things defensively, and they've got a veteran quarterback. That is a legit problem, in my opinion, and I think the Colts are a legit problem. Because when you look at uh, Philip Rivers, he's been with uh, Frank Reich, who's now the head coach of the Annapolis Colts before. They were together out in uh, L.A. 
or at that point, San Diego, uh, from that standpoint, that team can hit the ground running. They got a lot better here this offseason. So minimum, you know, if you you were to say, hey, can you come out two and two? Can you come out, th- you know, uh, with three wins and one? I think that's a that's a possibility for the Bears. I think absolutely they can do that. But those last two, I think, are the two toughest uh, of of the the first quarter of the season. And the second quarter of the season, Thursday night home against Tampa, then at Carolina, the Rams to help open up SoFi Stadium on a Monday night or October twenty sixth. New Orleans at three twenty five start. So you're looking at. Uh, in this situation, Drew Brees, you're looking at uh, Jared Goff, and you're looking at Tom Brady in that four-game stretch along with Teddy Bridgewater in Carolina. Yeah, but, you know, they're also looking at the Bears. Listen, let's not anoint Tom Brady, the king of all Super Bowls, because he's moving on to Tampa Bay. And even, Jim, with all due respect mm-hmm. to Phillip Rivers, I, you know, Phil, he's going to have to have a great run games because Phillip Rivers' feet are, are – his best years are behind them. So, you know, when you go in with the Bears' defense, you always have to feel confident against some of these quarterbacks that, uh, you know, some of the years yeah. are catching up with them. So it, it's going to be interesting. And, um, you know, a couple of years ago when they faced um, that coach that was – what's Chip uh, – the guy that was coaching Philadelphia Chip you know, Kelly. a couple of years ago. Chip expl- Kelly. Expl- yeah, Chip Kelly exploded on the scene and was crushing everybody. It kind of worries me about the Carolina Panthers because I don't know what to expect in that. Are they going to get another one-year explosion out of a system that's going to come up the ranks that a lot of people yeah. aren't familiar with by this time? But maybe by this time of the season, October 18th, they will be. So it's some of the older quarterbacks and unfamiliarity with some of the head coaches that a little bit of that second uh, quarter concern. No, I'm with you, but I, I like that offensive line of the Colts with Quentin Nelson, and obviously they got their big left tackle back in Costanzo. They're a legit running game. With Marlon Mack, they drafted Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin. They have a third down back in Naheem Hines, who's really good out of the backfield, plus they bettered their receiver position uh, with the drafting of the USC wide receiver, and to go coincide with Paris Campbell a year ago, and they still have T.Y. Hilton. Phillip Rivers will know how to use those weapons because his offensive line stunk out in L.A. last year and why he uh, had so many interceptions. He'll do just fine there. Tampa Bay, I like the weapons of Tampa Bay. And Tom Brady, again, I think he'll know how to utilize them. That team got a lot better here this offseason. It's not just him because he, you know, granted, can one man make a difference and change everything? Yes, because he provides hope there. He raises the bar on everybody, not just on his team, but in the entire organization. Shoot, the whole community. I mean, the ticket sales are through the roof there uh, right now in Tampa. They haven't experienced anything like this, and they have a talented football team. Carolina, I'm with you, uh, Tom and Jeff. They're laying a foundation there. I do think they had a good draft, but we'll see what Matt Rule can can do to get everything to come together, new schemes offensively and defensively. And then when you look at the the L.A. Rams, they, they've kind of retooled as well. They haven't really had a good offseason. They've had contract issues with uh, uh, players. Um, have they replaced what they lost a year ago? So, you know, I definitely think uh, the Bears, on, for a road game, I'd be happy to play the the L.A. Rams because there's a, a lot to learn about that team. And then finally, uh, the Saints. I talked to Mickey Loomis the other day, the general manager. They only had four draft picks the whole, the whole draft. Four. Because they're a win-now team. They don't need any help to do what they're doing. They've been knocking at the door for three years now, and that is a legitimate 
good football team. The Bears will be welcoming in November 1st. They're dangerous. We're going to run out of time to do the whole schedule. So quick, a minute on the third quarter of the season at Tennessee, Monday night with the Vikings in, then the bye week in week 11, which that hasn't been the case here in a while, and then at Green Bay on a Sunday night, out of the bye, that's Thanksgiving week, and uh, take it away, fellas. And then Detroit on December 6th. Well, you know, you got the Saints after a short week after the Rams game. Then you travel to Tennessee. Minnesota Monday night, it's going to be in Chicago. So that could be the start of your cold-weather games right there. And then you have a late-season bye. If you can get in a good position with that late-season bye, you can regain a lot of health. Then it's the emotional game at Green Bay. Take advantage of Minnesota. they got a lot of changes on their defense. I'm with Tom on, on the bye. I do like that late bye. Don't sleep on the Tennessee Titans. That is a legit good football team, too, with the – found their quarterback in Ryan Tannehill, and their offense is going to be tough again, and they'll be able to run the football. I believe the Bears are up for the challenge of stopping their run game. Green Bay, I know a lot of people have poo-pooed their, their draft coming out of the bye, but you got to get that division win. Even if that's on the road, that would be even better, and I think the Bears have, are capable of doing that as well. I like right. the Bears' chances in division. Absolutely. Give me 30 do. seconds each on the last quarter. Houston here at Minnesota at Jacksonville, home against Green Bay to wrap it up, boys. Well, you're going to know something about the season, so everybody's going to be fighting for position. You think of the Houston Texans playoff, Minnesota Vikings, great season, Jacksonville Jaguars, ah, you know, still incomplete. And then Green Bay to close the season in Chicago. The emotions are going to be running high at that point. You never know what the weather's going to be like January 3rd. Yeah, and hey, I hope that it's on the line. You know, you should be playing your best football down the stretch. What better way to, to end with Green Bay if it, if it is on the line? That's where you need to play your best, and think about it. You have an extra playoff spot. There'll be plenty to play for Mm -hmm. in 2020. That really is the key. Season ticket holders and priority list members, early purchase window open. It started at 6.30 to 7.30. You got Bears single-game tickets going on sale to the general public here at 8 o'clock. Check out NFL Network's three-hour schedule breakdown. They'll go in-depth on all of that. Hope you enjoy the program tonight. That's going to wrap us up with Sean Anderson, our producer. I'm Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, Jim Miller. Thanks to Jalen Johnson, the rookie out of Utah, and general manager Ryan Pace. Hope you enjoyed the show. That'll do it tonight on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Good night. Thanks for listening to this Chicago Bears Network presentation of Bears All Access. Podcasts are available on chicagobears.com and on iTunes or download the official Bears mobile app. Bears All Access has been brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Miller Lite.